uh, welcome back. This is attorney Alan Edmonds. I'm your host for these podcasts on security clearance appeals, uh, military law and uh, military uh, discharge upgrades. Uh, today's case is uh, intriguing. It's a call that I just got uh, yesterday from a E-4 in the uh, Air Force. And what had happened to him is over the weekend, he had a medical issue and was taken to a hospital. And his command found out about it, even though he was on leave. And they issued him a notice of suspension of his clearance. So today I want to talk to you about that. Um, I'm available for questions. If this is something that has happened to you, I'm available at 800-481-2526. And um, you can visit us uh, at uh, our website, alanedmonds at gmail.com or alanedmonds.com is the website and uh, alanedmonds at gmail.com is the email. Uh, We also have uh, resources for you at no cost. Uh, We have a series of over 34 videos on YouTube and we have a number of podcasts, both on Spotify and Apple and other platforms under Edmund's Law. But let's get to today's case, which I think is really uh, important and uh, alert you to the action that the command can take. My client called me and said that his uh, legal officer, his S2, said, uh, don't worry about this. Uh, Nothing's going to happen. And that's uh, absolutely untrue. Uh, the command moved after they learned that he had a uh, breakdown, so to speak, emotional breakdown over the weekend. He went to a hospital and uh, they had discovered that uh, he had consumed a controlled substance. And when they learned this, they suspended his clearance. And I said to him, well, you've got to respond to that notice of suspension. And secondly, You better be prepared for a statement of reasons. The command is going to use this incident against you as a basis to withdraw or revoke your clearance. And of course, I'm referring to the National Security Adjudicative Guidelines and also to the directive. Um, You've heard me talk about 5220.6 is the Department of Defense Directive for Security Clearances. They both are very, very similar. Uh, There are distinctions, but the guidelines are more or less the same. And uh, you have guideline J, which is criminal conduct, guideline I, which is psychological. And then you have guidelines for personal conduct and um, alcohol consumption and drug involvement, guideline H, drug involvement and substance misuse. So the command in this case for this E4 uh, in the Air Force has a variety of directives or rather guidelines under the directive that they can use to revoke this man's clearance. The big mistake that he was making is that he was taking no action. He was standing by to see what the command would do. And I told him, you've got to become proactive and uh, you've got to uh, protect yourself and protect your clearance because uh, This is going to precipitate an admin separation for this young man. Uh, With this type of conduct, he could get a OTH and other than honorable separation. 
uh, that in itself is going to be a huge problem for him going forward in career and job. But um, also the uh, security clearance aspect has got to be dealt with and he's got to get ahead of it. So how do you do that? Well, we've been doing that for 45 years. You call us at 800-481-2526 and uh, we can help you and we can guide you. And that's what I told this young man. And uh, he uh, retained us to um, contact the command and also to contact the CAS, C-A-S at Fort Meade, which is a DCSA. And that's where uh, military components, uh, members, et cetera, have their security clearances initially adjudicated. So under guideline I, psychological conditions, the uh, concern is uh, conditions that could readily disqualify him for holding a clearance. And the directive reads, certain emotional, mental, and personality conditions can impair judgment, reliability, or trustworthiness. A formal diagnosis of a disorder is not required. And I told him that he's probably going to be sent to a military psychologist. And I told him that our resources include experts that we can send him concurrent so that both doctors are looking at the same patient and we can get an evaluation uh, to rebut uh, the military evaluation if indeed uh, there are errors. So the problem here is that uh, it's got multifaceted concerns. Uh, You've got uh, psychological and then you have uh, misuse of controlled substances. Uh, the concern under guideline H is illegal use of controlled substance to include the misuse of prescription and non-prescription drugs and the use of other substances that cause physical or mental impairment. And that's the language that the government's going to use here. They have found that his use of a controlled substance created a mental impairment. And so uh, they could use that uh, guideline to revoke his clearance. And then, of course, there's guideline J, which is criminal conduct. And uh, the concern there is that criminal activity creates doubt about a person's judgment, reliability, and trustworthiness. And it calls into question the person's ability to or willingness to comply with laws, rules, and regulations. I don't know what the controlled substance was. Uh, We had a initial consultation and uh, it was not revealed what the controlled substance was. And the hospital that he was taken to, of course, uh, drew blood. So they're gonna run it for a uh, drug screen and the drugs that were in his system are gonna be readily available uh, to the government. So uh, if they are controlled substances, then guideline J uh, becomes uh, a guideline that uh, is in play to uh, revoke his clearance and disqualify him for a clearance. So what I'm trying to present to you for your consideration is how one single act can give rise to a variety of 
options to the government. This one act of going to a hospital can give rise to first a security clearance revocation. And I told you about three guidelines. And there's another one, which is guideline E, personal conduct. So first we have the security clearance. Secondly, we have the military side of this. Uh, his use of a controlled substance uh, violates Article 112 Alpha of the UCMJ, and that could result in uh, office hours or non-judicial punishment, or even worse, uh, could uh, result in a special court-martial. If you went to a special court-martial, as many of you know, um, he could get what's called a BCD, a bad conduct discharge. So we have the military action. And uh, then we have the discharge, which is uh, if the government and the military doesn't want to bring punitive measures, they can bring admin matter, uh, admin measures against him to ADCEP him out. And what could that mean? That could mean that he could be administratively separated with an OTH and other than honorable. And so he would have to, upon being released and separated from active duty, would have to file a petition for a discharge upgrade, and uh, our firm does those. So the real reason here uh, for this discussion is to alert you that when you get a notice from your command, from your unit, from a battalion, from a company, once you get a notice, you have to respond to it. And you cannot rely on your legal officer to be your friend. That's not his job. And uh, as I told this young man, it's mano y mano. It's you against them. And you have got to take the best efforts you can to protect your future, your career, and your job. So please call me. This is Attorney Alan Edmonds. We have been practicing military law and uh, national security law and discharge upgrade law. For over 45 years, we have offices coast to coast from Washington, D.C. to North Carolina to Florida, Texas, and California. Uh, we are privileged to represent veterans as well for military discharge upgrades. Give us a call, 800-481-2526. Your future and your job is important, so give us a call. Thank you.